Hey, what's up? I'm Joel Madden, and this is Artist Friendly. On this episode, I'll be talking to the lead singer and frontman of two-time Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum selling band, Papa Roach. Let's go. That's my kind. I don't want no bad times. I don't want to have bad. One of my favorite things that you do, you probably don't even know like how many people you probably help with this thing that you do. Oh, what is it? But on Instagram, you make these lists of things you're grateful for. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's told you that. I'm sur sure some people have. You probably get DMs and stuff like that. But I read those all the time. And I found it. I've found like this simple thing that you may be doing for yourself. Yeah. Is like actually become this like, I've probably read however many times you've done it i've probably i don't know if it's 50 times or 30 times that's sick right on i've probably read 80 percent of them that's you know right um i like to think i probably read every single one of them but you might have i think gratitude is like one of the key ingredients for happiness oh yeah it's a like that's factual i you know i've been doing a gratitude list for some years now um some sober friends of mine back in the day had suggested that I become part of this gratitude list. And so I did that and it was an email chain going on, going around for some years. And it's just been part of that habit for me, you know, part of that recovery life. And uh, it is, like you said, man, it's, it is medicine straight up. And, you know, social media can be like, it can be like doom and gloom sometimes, you know? And I just, at one point I was, I saw my friend Clint, a guitar player for Seven Dust. He was yeah. doing a gratitude list. Um, and he was posting it in his stories. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm just going to take my gratitude public. I'm just going to do it because I've been doing it for years. You know, I was kind of struggling with social media and how I would engage with social media. Yeah, like just, what's your version? Yeah, who am I on, on this platform, yeah, right? Yeah, totally, yeah. And, you know, one thing that I've found is like uh, gratitude is it's it's the medicine. And I see a lot of people out there struggling. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to share this stuff and maybe maybe inspire somebody else to jump on some gratitude and maybe maybe that's what it is and so just bringing something positive to the feed right and uh i have gotten a lot of really positive feedback from it you know from people and stuff like and i know it's not like clickbait worthy you know it's like and sometimes i like i'm in my head i'm like oh man like i'm not gonna go back and see how many people like this like just yeah. be disciplined about this thing and not let it be ego based let it be selfless and honest and authentic and it that's, feels that way dude yeah it is and i just get real with it man i just i throw the real out there when i started reading that it was the first time i felt like i really like i mean we've we've known each other over the years for sure like no no doubt we've spent time together but i actually felt like i knew you oh yeah it's a deeper look inside. Yeah. You know, I, I really am like, and especially too, I, I share a lot about my family on there. Yeah. You know, it's like high on gratitude, right? It's like, of course, I'm be grateful for my family, my wife, my kids, this lovely family we got. And there's lots to be celebrated within that life, you know, and just the successes of, of my children, the failures of my children, the failures of myself, the successes of myself, you yeah. know, and really just kind of like digging in and, and refocusing uh, my mindset because I have a tendency to uh, wake up with what I call fear of impending doom yeah it's like it's such a great way of putting it <laughs> yeah man it's like sometimes I'm like and I had to force myself because I was for a while just like first thing I would wake up and I would pick up my phone right and I would just start scrolling and just be in that world and I'm like nah this is this is not working out for me and so it's part of my you know get up get real routine in my life and 
you know, I don't always uh, hit the mark on this thing, but it's like, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. I got to throw down. I haven't done a gratitude list in probably about a week and a half, man. It's time to do another one, dude. I'm like, sometimes I'll do them like every day. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll go a week without it. And then I'm like, all right, now my attitude is starting to get a little stanky. You forget you sometimes. Know? Oh, yeah. You forget where the medicine is. How, how soon we forget. Yeah. You know? Isn't like, it crazy how quick we can forget to do something that makes us feel so good when it comes to fear-based oh, anything? Yeah. Like yeah. I think that like we all probably suffer from, especially artists, we, we all probably suffer from very similar like afflictions. Hell yeah. So we're not that different. Yeah. Like our stories, if you line them all up, are mm -hmm. s probably similar stories, right? So it's that's interesting to me because it's like, when you think about, especially bands and rock bands and the era of music that we all come from, it tended to be emotional. There was a lot yep. of anger. There was We were working a lot of shit out. Yep we didn't even know absolutely so we're, we all tend to be like afflicted with the same thing even though we feel a lot of times like we're alone in it mm -hmm. and we're not because yep. if we walk in the room with all these people if we all actually just shared yeah everyone be like yo i feel i i wake up with that same <laughs> feeling every day impending doom you know it you know um, it. and then our anxiety will attach it to any given thing any yep. given week yeah. so this week my i'm anxious and and i'm i'm stressed about this I won't even remember what I was anxious or stressed about in a year mm -hmm. today, right? Like, like whatever I'm stressed about today, a year from now, I'm not even going to remember. I'm, I'm, I couldn't even try to remember. Yep. That's what I always try to remind myself. But that wake, the waking up in the morning, I don't know why the mornings and maybe it's like, maybe it was when I was a kid, the mornings weren't great, but like the morning is the time to do the things that make you feel good. Oh yeah. Cause it tends to be, Kicks off the day, man. Yeah. Kicks off the day good, dude. Have a that's good... What you, want. you want a good day, dude. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going for, you know? I feel you on that, though, man. When you're talking about the the similar affliction or whatnot and the struggle that people deal with and what they walk through, it's real, man. And and everybody has their own version of of, of their baggage and what they're dealing with. Um, but it's important for me to use the tools that I've been given as an adult, right? To like do yes. this adulting thing and really like change my perspective. And since I've been able to do that, man, it's like, I've really had a, there's been an upswing just in my existence, um, my connection with people, my ability to look at my, you know, to look at myself in the mirror and be cool with the person looking back at me, you know, cause there's, there's been some years where that, that wasn't the case, you know? And yeah. so, it's good to be good sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not always a wreck. And that's like, I'm just so grateful for that, you know? And it's actually, I think it makes a lot of sense to me to hear it from you because if you look at your success in the world, you could almost track, <laughs> is there a point, at what point do you feel like you figured that out? Because I could see Papa Roach's success. You guys are having the last few years and this year, last year, the last few years you guys have had, I wouldn't even say it's like this wave of the bands and the thing that's, that everyone says, all, this, all these bands have come back. You guys nev have never stopped working yeah. your asses off. Yeah, we've been, working, we've been working hard, man. But you could argue yeah. that Papa Roach is bigger today than you've ever been and that it's this culture you've built 
touring and, and all the things you do, but can you see alignment with that success with your personal growth and your personal success? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I think, you know, when we first came in, it was like nothing could stop us. You know, we yeah. were just getting after it. And it's yeah, like, young you guys. remember that era, yeah. dude? It was just like, let's go, man. The era of the big record deal. Life is great. You know, put out the record, go do it. We sold millions. It's funny. I was cleaning out stuff from the closet the other day and I found, I have the, this might be the world's smallest triple platinum plaque. It's literally like this big. Yeah. It's three CDs. It's all bink, bink, bink. It's all yeah. confessed. Three million. You know, but then uh, in the process of going and becoming successful, I just got, I got loose and reckless, man. I got, I got really into drinking and partying and that was just, it ruled my life. And, you know, I think my career and my life reflected that. Obviously, you know, it's like the success of the second album wasn't so big and the genres were changing and, you know, the stripes and the vines were coming in. It's kind of that era. Yeah, well, yeah. you you could say it wasn't as big as that first shot out of the cannon. Oh, yeah. But that's a, actually if we stopped and we said all things being like nature. Yeah. That's actually a natural. Yeah. It, like, we don't know it at the time. We're like, why didn't the second album? Yeah. The first album. I know. And, and it's almost like we didn't have like a sound mind sometimes mm -hmm. sitting with us going, no, this is actually a process. Yeah. Like, it's going to do this and then this and then this if we stay on track yeah but you work hard yep you, you you play hard yep and then you live harder yep in those moments of like how do i make sense of this and how do i deal with this all this For, first of all i'm just trying to wrap my head around being someone in the world when i wasn't a year ago yeah <laughs> and then i'm also trying yeah. to wrap my head around what it means to like be able to like live a life that feels like i'm at disneyland so I feel like I hit the lottery. Yep. We know now we didn't hit the lottery. We worked our asses off. Absolutely. Yeah. But, true, true, true. But it wasn't like some luck. We can say, oh, I feel lucky. Yeah. And we can feel lucky to our fans and all that. But like we worked really hard and we got to give some credit to that and own it a little bit so that we can feel respectable and yeah. not like we're just some lottery winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because your music's good. I mean, okay, here's a question. Yeah. So before you drop your first record, right? Yeah. How many, how long were you guys a band before you dropped your first record? First the record. first major label record. Yeah. So the first, the first thing we did was like a, um, was like an indie EP. Yep. Like two years after we started, we started in 96. Okay. Our first record came out in 2000. Yeah. So you guys put the work, it's sweat equity. Yeah. You guys put those years of work in and then it, you but, got that shot. But I remember, and that, and if I had like being a grown up, and and if I had like a kid my age doing the same thing, I would give some information to them because I remember feeling like from '96 to 2000, it all felt like a lottery. Yeah. Like, oh, when are we gonna get? Yeah. Our who's break? up next? Yeah. Our big break. Yep. And big breaks happen if we're describing opportunity that comes to us by going forward and meeting it on the road. Mm -hmm. That could be described as a big break. Yeah. But we had to go down the road and do the work to get to that opportunity. So we have to like, we have to find the middle ground of saying, I feel lucky, but I also am going to own that I work hard and okay. that I'm valuable. My ideas are valuable. So that's the thing I had to learn how to do was go, I'm not just a dumb kid. That's how mm -hmm. I felt. Yep. And that was the work I had to do after making sense of the success of it, where I did for a long time, just think, thought I felt like, oh, I just hit the lottery. Right. No, I better not let this go. Right. So I better hold on to this thing. And, and that's not a good way to live. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of like design the house you want to live in. Yep. So you have to stop sometimes and go, is this the right move? Mm -hmm. How do we feel about this? 
But if you're just afraid of losing something, you'll say yes to everything. Yeah. And you'll just run, 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 run. You won't enjoy anything because mm -hmm. it, it's fleeting. Yep. I think there's like a middle ground where we have to, where reality and and imagination and the surreal world we live in as artists meet. Yeah. And we kind of get rooted in like some reality. Mm -hmm. So in 2000, when the record came out, it did feel like magic. It did feel like, because we were broke uh -huh. too for so long. And then you and suddenly you have paid. some money <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I can literally go to the ATM and get money and I can go out to mm -hmm. eat and I can do things that I never could do. So, and I was working two jobs at all times yep. and just trying to like make it all work. And then through my twenties, it was the same thing. I feel like you probably had the same experience. I worked hard. I played hard. I was always in fear of losing it. And then I started, and, and I did have my moments where I was living harder and medicating mm -hmm. all this confusion. Like I was, it's like you got shot out of a cannon with no parachute and you're just going through the air trying to like Yeah, grab. you're looking at your friends flying next yeah. to you like, fuck dude, we're gonna <laughs> what be all we right, do? dude, shit man. This is kind of fun, yeah. but what do we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you dude. It's, yeah. it's a terrifying ride, man. It, it, it really was in the beginning uh, fun, right? But I, I totally get what you're saying where it's like, that we have this wild dreamer in us, this like unrealistic like, outside the box dreamer but then there's this realist that worked the day job and that balance between the two and then having this opportunity to become successful and then became successful and then where's your toolkit after that it's like all right i'm gonna build my wings on the way down i guess here we go let's build you it know? yeah man and we didn't have anybody around us man we we were uh you know we watched some of our friends, you know, come up and then become even more successful in their, you know, their trajectory was this. And I'm like, oh, well, why did our second record have to flop? You know, and I'm like, dude, we sold almost a million records and it was considered a flop. You know, it's kind of like. And it was a cool record. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. Which maybe. Appreciate all, it. And which like you never know the value of things until later. Yeah. So like, would you go back and change that second record? I don't know if I would. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Like, would you go back and change that second record? Because to me, it's part of the Papa Roach legacy. And where you are today, I think is like, how many bands can say that they're standing where you guys are today? Was there something in that record that caused you to be who you are today? And if you could, would you go back and change it? Would you make, if you could wave a wand and say, I want, I'm gonna make my second record bigger than my first. Do you, would, like, is there a chance if you did that, that you wouldn't have the life you have today? Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't, you can't go back and change those things, man. I, I, I hear you on that. I like, I don't know, man. It's like, I look back at that period in time and it's just really when like my alcoholism took fully a hold of me. Right. And it was just like, I was just lost and didn't even know it. And mm. so it wasn't like I was phoning shit in, you know what I mean? Uh, I was never doing that. Never it was like- that. I would always get on stage, throw down and do the deal. But it was just like, it just kind of felt like I was floundering a little bit like that. And honestly, can't go back and change the record. Nah, wouldn't do it. No. But maybe some of the the lifestyle choices I was choosing at the time. Sure. But, you know, I had to, I, I had to take the lumps that I had to take to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to fall down the stairs, bang my head, bang my, break my arm, bust my head, you know, to go all right, maybe this ain't right. You know, next thing you know, I'm like, let's get sober. Let's try that out. I remember I called my producer. See if that works. Howard Benson. I'm coming down. We're about to make our third record. And 
I call him, on the phone, call him up on the phone. I'm all, what's up, man? I'm just getting ready to get in the car, dude. Coming down, you know, gonna start this record with you. I'm just, I'm letting you know, man. Like, I'm, uh, I'm getting sober. Today is my first day of sobriety, and he's like, "You're fucking doing what?" He's all, "That's what's wrong with all you fucking rock bands now. Getting sober. You want to live longer." And I just was like, I, "I'm fixing to come fucking beat your face in, motherfucker. I'm getting on I five now. I'll be there in a few hours. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, he he hit my buttons. You know, but then." I think that that process with him and I was just like a raw nerve, honestly, like of mm. years of just getting after it to just going, all right, I'm gonna try to get my life together and making that record. It was a, it was a battle and he really drew, uh, some, I believe some great performances, uh, out of me and the band. And it was a very inspired time. And, you know, that was like, all right, coming off this maybe failed record and then, we're about to release this next one. We got dropped by DreamWorks at that time. Uh, we got shuffled over to, uh, what was it? Geffen, I think, at mm -hmm. Geffen Interscope. And uh, it was an uphill battle over there. It was like, cause we were watching like Nine Inch Nails get dropped, Marilyn Manson get dropped, it was quite Weezer get dropped, Jimmy, we're, like all these bands were like, okay i guess maybe we're next and then we sold like a million and a half records and they're like no we're gonna keep our hands on you for a little while guys yeah you know so it uh it, it doesn't always work out the way that i plan but you know when i make plans god laughs so yeah <laughs> you know what i mean is there a song on the third record that you feel like captures that that time in your life that you still like feel connected to in a way that feels like special absolutely uh the song scars oh dude one of the yeah one of the greats yeah, thank what a you, song. Man. Thank you. Uh, that song was, it just was so different. And that's the path that I was on in my life. I was like, I am reinventing my life, period. And I remember Jerry, Jerry and Tobin sent me the demo for it. And it was, it was, a, the chorus was in a major key. And I never really sang on major key stuff. It was always minor and heavy and dark. And, you know, that wasn't my cup of tea. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot, you know? And I was feeling inspired at the time. I think at this time, The Used was out. They yeah. just came out and yeah. they were fucking killing it. I was a huge fan of those guys. Yeah. And a lot of their stuff is major key. Yeah. And I was inspired by that. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. Like, let's just see, like, give it a go, you know? And it was like just skyscrapers shot out of the speakers. You know what I mean? Like after we cut the vocal, did the song, we were all like, this is so different. I don't know if our fans are going to love it or hate it, but I, this... I love this. This is, we're onto something here. And I remember when we turned it into the label, Jimmy Iovine at the time, he was, uh, had, he was, yeah. Is he still in Interscope? In Interscope? No, not anymore. He's but. at, Be sorry, Beats, Apple. Yeah. Um, all right. So he was at Interscope at boat. the time. And, uh, sorry? He's on a boat. Yeah, yeah. He's on a boat. Yeah, he's out there floating <laughs> on a Mediterranean. <laughs> so, uh, he heard the track and heard the song Scars and he was like, I don't know, man, I feel like you guys need to go back into the studio and, and recut it and make it, make it kind of more in the vein of, it, vein of It's Been a While by Stained. Mm. And I was like, I mean, that's a great song. I love that. That's an awesome song, but it just doesn't feel like it's in the same lane. It's like, that's totally acoustic. This has got a beat. I'm like, this was kind of one of our first forays in the music business where the record exec was like, nah, I don't think you got it right. I think you need to go back in. And at this point in time in our career, I'm like, you know, I'm willing to play ball. Cause usually I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. So we go in the studio, we cut, 
what proceeded to be the single-handedly most lackluster average white guy rock drivel that we've ever recorded in our lives it sounded like uh just bad nickelback like mm. re, like just dime store nickelback it just was yeah. bad you know yeah. nickelback they write hits they're great you know what i'm yeah, saying but, but they just it just missed the mark i remember carrying this thing into the studio or into the label and turning it in and i was just like in my mind i'm just going dude if you like this i have no idea you just ain't got no fucking taste man and turned it in and he was like you know guys i think you're right like on the first version of the song i think that was that's the money right let's go with that and uh we went with it you know but it was one of those experiments that we took the suggestion and uh it didn't it didn't work out right so it's a we went with the og shit it's a legacy song absolutely it's so cool to hear that to, to hear you say that that song that you connect to it in that time in your life because it's such a important Papa Roach song. Oh yeah. And a lot of times we'll get like resentment towards our big songs or, or I right. see, find artists do that sometimes. Yeah. And it's almost like a rejection of like people's love in a weird way. But like when I hear that, it makes me happy because I love that song. Oh yeah, dude. So, Thank you, man. That's great. like, it's, it's in our set. We don't play a show you ever have to. without playing that I song. Mean, I mean, we're like, we do some of these festivals in Europe. It's yeah. like metal festivals. Yeah. And we're like, do we want to like pull some of the mellower stuff out? And I'm like, guys, no nah, we just go up there and just be who we are. Like that's, yep. I'm not, I mean, yeah, we'll throw a couple other heavier songs in there, but it's like, we got to play the classics, man. And it's, that is definitely one of the classics. Even so that's a part of the personality of Papa Roach. And you guys have earned your, your place on that stage on any heavy festival rock festival you could go play any festival Thank you. and you could go tour with any band you could tour with the heaviest metal band yep. you could, and you could tour with nickelback yeah and you could tour with good charlotte yep. like you guys could tour with anyone but you had to earn that ability to do that absolutely you never box yourselves into like this is what we are it feels honest yeah and i'm really happy for you guys appreciate it man it's it's a good place to be in honestly right now with the band and what we're doing and and what we're up to you know it's like we've had some interesting highs and some interesting lows, right? But it's like in the industry that's forever changing and we've watched it, these different amalgamations of the music business, right? When everybody was getting fired and then they were like, oh shit, what's the music industry now? Cause everybody's file sharing, you know? Well now it's like the wild west. All right, we're gonna start our own label. So we got an imprint on uh, W uh, on WIA and uh, we resurrected our imprint um, new noise we signed alien ant farm way back in the day yep, i remember that to a to a deal on dreamworks and we just resurrected that name because all the filing and paperwork was all done we're like yeah. fucking less hassle dude let's just go new noise yeah and so uh we've been running that and it's been through the pandemic like we, it was the beginning of that phase for us and uh we had been with uh better noise for 10 years at that point we took the temperature in the biz in the music industry and we're like do we want to go sign like a normal deal nope nope we know too much now yep exactly we're like uh, you met the wizard too yeah yeah you know what i'm all i saw behind the curtain yeah i realized also oh fuck i'm a wizard there's no one there it was me the whole time <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying you know what i mean it's wild when yeah. you meet the wizard and you realize you were the wizard yeah <laughs> That's great. But, I love but, it. I love that you met the wizard too. But that's the thing I think you learn with age and experience yeah. is it's not that I am against the institutional side of the music business at all. 
good partnerships work great. Absolutely. And good teams work great. Yep. Um, so I'm not anti any, I'm against the thugs. Yep. You know, and I'm against the liars. Yep. And I'm against the thieves. So preach. I want the, yep. the young people that are coming up and making art yep. to understand their, the value of them and the power of them. And then in partnership and concert with really great people that work hard. Yep. The experience I had was I didn't know if I had a choice. Yeah. I just totally. wanted the success. Yep. As I got older, I realized like, oh no, like people design houses they want to live in. Mm. We should design lives we want to live in. Yep. We should design careers we want to live in with as much care as we design a house we want to live in. Yes. And yes. I didn't know how to live in a nice house. It took me a long time yep. to learn how to live in a nice house because I didn't really have nice houses. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we were always moving. As, and I'm grateful to my wife because she had a, a, a way of going, hey, slow down. Which one do you do you like? And I'm like, I don't know. I like them all. Yep. And she's like, I get it. But which one do you like better? Yes. Because better is better. Yep. And we get used to better fast. People always get used to better and then they don't want to go back. Mm. <laughs> and if we can get, yeah. if we can make our lives better, our careers better, we won't want to go back to worse. Yep. Absolutely. And, be and better is better for everyone. Like if I'm thriving, our relationship is going to be better. Yep. If you're thriving, my relationship with you and your relationship with the world is going to be better. And then you're going to have this positive effect, the gratitude list. Yep. Uh, the music, mm -hmm. the, the the wisdom you share when you talk to artists in your day to day. We've had conversations. Yeah. You're out there. You're 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 meeting the the bands that are opening for you guys, or you're at festivals with bands that listen to you. They're coming up, yep. influenced by you guys, and you're sharing experience and things that like they're gonna take and use, and it's actually gonna make their life better. We can kind of dismiss it as like this is what we do, yeah, but actually like. It's therapy and not everybody can, can go to therapy. Not everybody has the resources yeah, yeah. or the, or the know-how or the ability to find someone that they click with. Cause yep. that's also a personal relationship, but like we can actually give people versus take from people mm -hmm. when we talk to them and why waste any conversation? That's what I always say. Like how this whole show started was like, I was having these conversations all the time in the studio or at the sh at shows yep. or, or on the street. I wanted people to be able to listen to them because out there right now, there's someone that's feeling a certain way. Yep, They're trying to make it in life in any which way. And they need to hear that people like them yep. made it out of whatever situation. And so, you know, um, I, you know uh, drugs and alcohol are something I, I grew up around my whole life. So right. I have a very in tune understanding in depth understanding of the of the uh of the experience and uh it, i know it all too well so the struggle of mm -hmm. someone to choose sobriety over addiction yeah and the disease um and the affliction um is a really long road sometimes we both know people that did not win that fight yeah and we've known too many and whether it was death or jail or just insanity. Mm -hmm. And when you watch that happen, you can become desensitized to it sometimes. But 
if we can help someone on, on their, on their path towards a, so, a, a sober life, and that could be sobriety in lots of forms. Yep. It's not absolutely. just alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a, a life of sanity and not insanity. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself that sometimes because every now and then I'll meet a kid who I know hasn't arrived there yet. Right. And I'm like, man, I want to run away because yeah. I don't want to live through this again. Yeah. But then you kind of like, oh, what? No, this is, this is, you know, I'm going to be a positive influence in this person's life. And as long as they want to get that, yep, I'll always be there like in that way. I'm I, not going to participate in their sickness, but you know, I, lo I love that about you, man. I think that's dope, dude. Thank I you. think that that carrying that spirit out there in this world of going, Hey, young grasshopper, let me show you the way. Like, that's what's up, man. Like that is a, it's important to, to be there for each other. I think that message is, it survives the ages. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like looking out for your people. It's important. Looking out for our neighbor. It's important. You know, and I've, I've experienced that in my life, right? Where somebody else has been like, hey, man, let me show you the way. Like, this ain't it. Yep. You know, and that's been, that's been an interesting experience for me because part of me inside is like fighting it, right? I don't, I don't like, I don't want to change. I don't want to grow comfortable in this like, insanity in this crazy place right yeah but it's like you suffer long enough you realize like all right cool i gotta let go and when i did the work and let go of some of that stuff and allowed um my higher power to work in my life and and flow through me um that there be there was magic there right when yeah. this fella was walking through this madness with me going yo kobe this is we're gonna get you out of this we're gonna we're gonna walk you're gonna become a better man a better human, a better friend, a better husband, a better musician, you know? And that's like, I've had a few men in my life uh, assume that role. And I am just forever grateful for, to those people, you know? And uh, I have a tendency to uh, sometimes shut down and isolate yeah. uh, after tours. Yeah. You know, I just got done with a long tour came home and i'm just like man i just don't know if i have it i'm just kind of I'm, I'm i'm done you know and and sometimes just knowing that when to go all right i just kind of got to go dark for a little while you gotta and just reboot empty. yeah you know what i mean and so i think that that uh wisdom as you're speaking of it's like slowly i'm starting to grasp pieces of those over the last like 10 years and it's put me in a place where i'm like okay cool i feel all right yeah it is kind of experience though that teaches you like this moment doesn't define the whole. <laughs> Once I learned myself and I and I and I actually allowed myself to be like the idiosyncratic person that I am mm -hmm. and I didn't fight it and I didn't go, Oh, you're just a piece of shit because you feel that way. Or I was going, No, this is just a moment. I gotta just be in this moment and like and and see what's up. Yeah. And and then also that this moment doesn't define the whole of the time thank god right yeah and and my and this mistake doesn't define me as a yep. whole or, or this or and this win right mm -hmm. so on both sides of the pendulum yeah right right because if if the win defines me unsustainable to think that i'm going to replicate whichever win it is at that moment mm -hmm. again and again and again so that's an unsustainable version of me dude i've seen people do that man and it's like how you you know guys like floyd mayweather right where they're just on this run and they're on this run and it's like eventually you're gonna see them fall 
right. want to know. That's why I like talking to people. Yeah. Because there's guys who can just hit the baseball. Yep. And they just hit it really well. Yeah, right. And then I wonder, like, do you do everything in your life that well? Because if they do, that's great. Um, but I always wonder, like, and then I also have to go back to me and go, like, well, that's just, I am just what I am. Yep. And, like, what if I'm, what if I learn to just kind of feel that I'm good enough right here as I sit? And then I'll have my wins and we can celebrate them. Yep. But then I also have to like go home and wash the dishes and participate in. You wash dishes? Yeah. 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 Wash Take the trash too. out. That's right. Drive the kids to the thing and yep. like participate on both sides of yeah. that. And like find the balance of like, I want to win just like everyone else. I want to win as much as possible. Yes. I want to win like Nacho Libre wants to. I want to win. Yes. yes. I want to win all the time. Yep. I, I wake up every day excited to work on the things I'm working on. And then I got to find that balance of like, but I also have to do real life as yep. well. And then I don't, and if I come to terms with like actually what makes me valuable and special is who I am really in the world, not who I am over here when I win and the world perceives me to be something. Yeah. Right. And it's great to stand on a, you know, hold a trophy up. Right. Yep. That, that's a great feeling no doubt we should celebrate that but then we should also i think the gratitude list <clears throat> find the gratitude that we get to like participate in real life as well yep and i think that was the journey for me was figuring out how to like be at peace with the wins and the losses and as i perceive them oh yeah in the music because it i think we're competitive guys oh fuck yeah i'm comp hey, i'm wanting to play football wanting yeah. to play baseball ended up in music and and treated it sometimes like it's a sport like i yep. just go for it got an idea i'm gonna go for it yep um learning how to embrace the competitiveness and enjoy it versus feel tortured that like yeah um and then also like be in my real life every day and and and, and actually be able to feel it and live it and learn how to live a real life because also when you tour yeah you get into this like bubble of like, it's like Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. There's no real life. You're not really accountable for anything. Yep. Um, there's people that do stuff because you have like tour managers and yep. you're backstage. Here's your laundry. Uh, what Here's do you want to your... have for dinner tonight? All right, we'll get that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're out there and you're working a schedule. And so everything is laid out in a, in a timeline and you, you don't have to think about where you're going or how you're getting there because you're on this Groundhog's Day every yep. day. And then you come into real life and sometimes you just feel like, what do I do? Yeah. I'm in that transition right now. Again, I was, you know, coming Takes off. Time. Come, yeah, it does, man. It's coming off the road. It's been like a two year run for us. And, uh, I was trying to mentally prepare before I came off the road. Yeah. Smart. Um, my friend, uh, Chad Gray singer from Mudvayne, mm. he came out to our show in Vegas and I saw him after the show and. He just kind of was a little choked up, man. I was like, what's up, dude? You, you good, man? And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm just like, I miss it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I just, I miss the stage, dude. It's like, I just, I see, cause he had been out there touring and Forever. he had come home for a while and he had been, and I was like, yeah, man, maybe there's like a hobby or something you can. And as I'm having this conversation, all that's happening as I'm going, oh fuck, I'm about to be off tour. What the hell's my hobby? I'm giving this dude advice. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have a hobby? And, uh, no, I'm trying to it's figure to it out, dude. My, my kids, uh, being dad, you that's know. That's a hobby. 
it's just my lifestyle. As far as hobbies go, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have one. I mean, skiing. I like to go ski. That's cool. Um, maybe art maybe all some the time. art. Yeah, I can't ski all the time. And plus, it's like dangerous. I gotta. My body is my instrument, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to break myself, but I got to be able to enjoy myself too, you know. But I'm just in that like transitional. I'm about to be off the road for some months, maybe a year, and I've been touring for fucking ever as long as I can remember, right? Yep. It's, it's how do I maintain this this life without driving the people around me fucking mad when I'm off the road? Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so I don't know. We're gonna do some writing. You know, we're gonna get creative. Uh, you know, over this year, and I'll find ways to occupy my time. Maybe I'll become a barista or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Come I started. Me, dude. I'll be out there roasting them beans. It's not a bad hobby. Um, you know. Again, one that you can only really do a couple times a day, though, uh, it, and it, it's short-lived. It's yeah. about five to ten minutes. True, 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 true. Um, I started playing Fortnite with my kid. <laughs> you, want that, you want that Fortnite grind, huh? Yeah. Oh, I gotta shit. Say, I got to say, it, it's a good Are you hobby. in? You're, like, committed? I'm not a gamer. Neither am I. But I really enjoy, like, play. I, I like playing when he'll play with me sometimes. He's really good. So How old's your little guy? He's 14. Oh, dude, you teenager? Yeah, he's not All right, little. there we go. You... He's not little. Yeah, I'm and in it too, man. He plays baseball, and that's cool. I get to go watch him, you know, play baseball. And All right, that's um, what's up. And Is, are you travel ball, doing travel ball and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, travel ball, yep. all that. I did all um, that with my boys. Not baseball, um, though. That's a good, and, and my daughter dances, which is a good way to spend the, spend time. Yes. Go drive her to dance or watch her, you know, her competitions. Hobbies are definitely important, but like... I do find it's very hard for me to find something that captures my attention yes. long enough. Yes. Where I don't turn uh, it into like some kind of game that I'm playing and then it yep. becomes like an competitive competitive. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, yeah. it, all of a sudden it's the same thing as what you're doing in your career. Yeah. Yeah, I know, dude. It's that competitive nature in us, man, that just drives us. I want to compete at the highest level. Yep. That's fucking right, dude. That's fucking so, right. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I man. don't want to just. That's like, think about dabble. this, right? We started this thing in 93. I started, we started Papa Roach in 93. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. Wow. I had to have some fucking insane drive, man, to still be passionate about it, right? Just over yeah. 30 years. Yes. By the way, you look like you're 25. Thank you. I'll go with that. Uh, well, I'm not 25. My back does not feel 25. Feels like 25, 25 year olds are standing on it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's all good though. But appreciate to, it to, to survive 30 years of this insanity yeah. that it is sometimes and to be able to go out there and you know of course we all had the experience when we first got into the theme park oh, where yeah. we just ran around and ate everything and rode every ride but then you kind of start to go like oh no i'm i'm this is actually where i live it's not a theme park yep it's where i live yes and and i'm i'm yes. a part of the, the theme park i'm yep. a part of it so everywhere you are, any night of tour is someone's big Friday night. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Tuesday night in Oklahoma or a Thursday night yep. in Jacksonville. It's their Friday night. That's Don't their matter. Friday night. We're going to yep. see Papa Roach and we're going to. So there's a an element of atmosphere you have to create for everyone there. That's there. They're there to forget about things. Oh, to, yeah. to, it, it, it's a moment where life is better. Fuck yeah. Right? That's music. Absolutely. We're, we're, getting, we're healing we're getting relief. Yep. We're getting all these things we need. That's what music provides. And mm -hmm. you're the provider. And so, provide, my brother. yeah. So you're no, so you can't actually be in the theme park riding the ride too. 
Yeah. You have to like yep. pro provide the healing and the, and the joy and all the good things to sustain that over a long period of time and keep your sanity and your life is a feat. Yeah. Um, I've done lost my mind about 15 times yeah. over, you know what I'm saying? Through this journey, it's like, where was it? Where was I? I'm like, okay, reboot. Let's fucking start again, start fresh, you know? And I think that allowing myself to fail, yeah, right? And like being bold enough to get out there in this business and put out another record and go, all right, we're gonna throw it out the wall. Let's see if it sticks. Is this thing over? Is, oh no, it's stuck. Oh, snap. You know, it's like tomorrow night, I'm like got invited to a Billboard's number one party. Why? Because yep. I had a, like two number ones last year right. or this year. And I'm like, what? Like, but that to what? me, so my theory, huh? Yeah. So my, I'm doing this. Yeah. So my theory though, it's not throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks. It's this thing you've built Yeah. on top, on top. You've built layers. You have so many layers. Think about this to destroy what you've built. Yeah. Would take as much effort at least Oh, I see motherfuckers destroying their career in a heartbeat yeah, <laughs> lately. But what's behind that yeah. heartbeat yeah. is a is a few years of really, really like of 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 time and energy and effort put into that lifestyle. Yeah. And so from the outside, I watch you as as someone who's known you over the years and and I feel happy because we also know the stories of people who didn't figure it out. Yeah. And we and none of us are happy about that because mm -hmm. we all were there. Yep. So when you see another guy make it, you know what he was up against. Yep. Inside, outside, you know what he was up against. Swimming against a tidal wave. Yeah, and, yeah. and no one understands that except for the guys that were there. So to, on the outside, it looks like, oh, that must be the coolest job in the world. It is. Oh, yeah. There's this one hour a night where it's the coolest it's job in the world. Dope. It's dope. And then you're alone with your thoughts the rest of the day. Yep. And... Um, and and then you're also like up against a world that's ever changing, that's cruel, uh, that's that can be cynical. And on the other side of that, it's a world full of people who support you, love you. That's why we all care about the fans because yep. we know they gave us our livelihood. That we know mm -hmm. they give us our opportunity to go out and do that, yeah. and we respect that. That's like sacred ground. Yep. But then there's the rest of the world. Yep. Right. The the looky loos, they want to stop by and just take a look. Yeah. Oh. Oh look, he's failing. I gotta tell I gotta tell you something real quick. Yeah. Uh it just brought it to mind. Uh my friend Brent from Shinedown, he's a great front man, great vocalist. I remember uh, we just did this run with them and he said something to the crowd. He's like, something to the effect of like, you know, we're in this band and the only boss of us is you. Yep. You the fan. You are our boss. It's a and I was like, damn, dude, you kinda like nailed it break it down fool like right there i like that i feel that you know it's like serve the people man give the people what they want you know and you see why yeah. shinedown has the career they yeah, have they're, those dudes are crushing it man we just did shoot like seven weeks with them such an amazing tour packing yeah. out arenas selling out arenas uh last show denver uh we played uh what was it uh, ball arena where i think uh, the hockey team there plays the avalanche and uh I just had such a great tour, a great time on that tour. And I remember this was the last show and I played and got off stage and I just ugly cried. I'm like, I'm like, can't hold it in. My wife's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh man, I'm just, I'm going to miss this. Like it just all kind of set, set in real, you know, in that moment out there on the road and, you know, to circle back to that 
statement I was saying about Chad, you know, it's like, I just kind of was like, oh shit, here comes life. Yeah. Like it's the, all of a sudden it's more, I'm waking up again. It's morning, fear of impending doom. How am I going to do this? The dream is like, over now. Yeah, got to figure it out, dude. Pull up your big boy pants, dude. The honey-do list is long. Get to work. You're doing it. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I got, yeah, I had blisters. They had finally healed, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I like to work with a shovel out in the yard, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I feel that about you. Yeah. Like, just, he probably does yard work. I, d I do, dude. I got, yeah. the, I, I got the special overalls for it. I got my yard yeah. work outfit. I got my thorough goods, dude. I got my shovel. I got some new gloves yeah. so I don't get the blister anymore. Yeah, man, I like to do some yard work. Do you live in Sacramento still? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Stayed NorCal, man. Just it's it's home. I've considered moving a million times over. And uh our village is tight, man. My folks are dope. My brother, he's got three kids. My wife, her family lives there. It's like everybody's there. So like when we roll out to like one of the kids' games, right? Like my older son Jagger, when he was playing varsity football, there'd be 30 of us just rolling deep. We're bringing the cowbells, screaming, hooting and hollering for our boy on the football field. Like, so it's tough to trade that in. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's the stuff that. that I'm just like, that's the real shit. Yep. So I stayed Yeah, NorCal, man. That's it's great. your neighbor up there, dude. Almost six hours up there. Yeah. A little quick flight, dude. A little yeah. hour banger. I'm good. Puddle, puddle jump. That's great. Yeah. Is uh Jagger still playing? So, uh, I actually uh, just visited him. Jagger's on his freshman year uh, at a college in Nebraska called Hastings College. He got mm -hmm. recruited. He's playing running back. Amazing. Uh, yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. And uh, he had he had some playing time this year, which was great. You know, for a freshman, you know, usually they're red shirts. So he got on the field and and got some touch. And uh, this last game, dude, it was like the last game of the season. Got in. He had this run. It was a sixty yard run, and he's. He's running and he's he checks his rear views. He's called check my rear views. So he looks to the left and right when he looks to the left and he keeps running and right when he's going to look to check his right rear view mirror, this dude just hawked him, dude. Punched the ball out, dude. Fumble. He comes off the field. He's like, fuck. And I'm like, ah, it was so sick. But you know, sometimes, like I say, you got to take them lumps, right? Like that was one of those lumps that he had to take where he's like, all right, cool. Check both rear views, make sure you're on it, you know? And uh, that kid's thriving though. I'm really proud of him, man. Cause he was, uh, uh, during COVID wasn't doing well. It was tough during COVID. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was a real hard time on, on, on him in particular, just because he just is such a, he, he's so outgoing and social. He's a lot, he has a lot of, we have very similar personalities. And uh, I think just isolating him was rough. So to see him play sport and get back to who he is. Yeah. I mean, I will say this one thing, though, is as the pandemic had us locked up, that kid wrote so much music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's found music, man. That's been something for him that's been really therapeutic. He's a he's a lyricist. He's a, a MC. He writes raps and he's fucking good. Like the kid's dope. He's like one of what am I going to like have my shot? And I'm like, just keep being, keep, keep living your dream yeah. and keep sharpening your craft, dude. Like he's in the right, find it. Yeah. He's in the right family. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he is, got, man. he's got the opportunity when it's time. Yeah. But you know that like what you probably learned and the wisdom that you have from your career is, you know, when it's time. Yep. Cause when you're, once you step out into this, yes. you can't go back. Exactly. You can't turn it off. Yep. And who are you when you first come into the business, right? Yep. That's what people grab, they grab onto that. Mm. And it's like, what's the first version of, I thought I was ready for a record deal way before I had a record yeah, deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Fucking, 
I'm at the school talent show, dude. Like, yeah. I don't have the record deal yet. Yeah. Unrealistic. That's fine. But it's uh, it's interesting to be a father of a son that wants to be a musician because part of me just wants to fuck it, just be like, no. Yeah. Just a, fuck this. There's there's more landmines than there are pots of gold. It is. It's a rugged one. And we'll see where it, how that plays out in his life. You know what I mean? Whether it is his path or whether it isn't, I don't know. But I do know that the kid's talented and is and is passionate about it. Do, do your kids have any interest towards music at all? Yeah, my okay. son. My son also. It's funny. Uh, COVID, I think, was a part of this, right? But um, so he's like your son. He's he he likes to get physical, play sports. Yeah, he plays baseball. He boxes. Yeah. He does things go. that are that are. It's it's cool. And if he's if he doesn't get to do that for a long enough period, he'll get, he'll get down. He'll get oh, yeah. depressed, Yep. you know? And, and, um, and then, he, but he got into making music and producing, uh, making okay. beats and stuff. It's very good. Um, same mentality though. I tell, and, and my daughter is a dancer and she performs and, and both of them are, whenever I say like, Oh, when, you know, when it's time to go pro, we'll know. Yep. And right now just have fun yeah. and hone your craft. Yeah. Keep doing shit you like. Yep. And keep getting good get good at it in ways that make you feel good about yourself and keep trying to be better, beat your own score, right? Cuz I've said to both of them, once you step out there and you go public, yep. You can't go back. Mm -hmm. And when you when a company goes public, they're owned by a bunch of shareholders. Yep. And once that happens, you're beholden to those shareholders. Yep. And so you have to be, you have to acknowledge that. And so it's better to stay private until you're really ready. And so they hear me and they That's also cool. go like, you know, they also like don't necessarily want to hear that. They, they're like, it's, it, no, like, you're what, the man. Yeah. I can't what, listen to the man. Why are you getting all serious? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Don't um, be serious about this. Yeah. Like, why are you being so like, <laughs> you always turn everything into a job. And I'm like, uh, well, well, I, I'm super analytical yeah. about things. You and know? Sunday you're going to have a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I was your age, I had two jobs. Yeah, so, man. uh, I always say that. And yep, they, that's right. Um, but I think they both have talent and if they wanted to, they could. That's cool. So it's going to be a matter of like, is that the life you want to live? Yeah. And there's some really great parts of that life because when you make stuff and people acknowledge it, it feels great. Oh yeah, dude. You know, oh, I'm telling you, man, that feeling, right? Like when you're playing a homie, like one of the new tracks. Yeah. And it's like, you just, it's like, you're just trembling, you know, and excited and nervous and anxious. And like, what do you think? Turn, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, and like when you play a show and people are singing your song, there's no feeling like it in the world, oh, yeah. you know? Uh, on the flip of that is when you put something out you care about and people dismiss it or they don't yeah they don't care about it or they or worse they 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 talk shit about it yeah it can be heartbreaking so the rejection you feel is oftentimes more rejection than than acceptance yeah as an artist that's Absolutely. the life of an artist and i would say that's the life of anyone that is blazing their own path like an entrepreneur or a painter like rejection is just part oh, yeah. of the absolutely experience dude. we got to be good at failing you yeah, know what i'm saying like yeah. i am just i am sarah failing bro all day dude just <laughs> whoa bam whoa bam whoa bam i'm like i got that really good get back upper that's you it know? and it's i think like, that's the math is yeah. the guys who can get up again and again and again and again oh yeah are the guys that stick around and and you're you know 
a good testament to that. You could go back and if you did the math and you were like, how many bands and how many people yeah. didn't get back up? I know. And so at some point, like that's why I, I, I think it's interesting because as old as you guys may feel an experience, you're still a young yeah. band. Oh, dude, I'm telling you this. Like when we see the young cats coming onto the scene and taking the stage and releasing videos, releasing music, I'm like, that's, I like that. It gets me inspired. I see the dudes and, you know, Caleb from Bear Tooth, that the dudes and Bring Me bringing it. And it's yep. like, all right, what you got, kid? Like, are you the real deal? You know, falling in reverse. Ronnie Rack, he took him on tour. It's like, all right, is the motherfucker the real deal? And then they back it up and, and I'm they like, do all it. right, well, let, let Papa show you how it's done now, son. Let's yeah. go. It, like, it feels good. To, I got to, that. It feels good to be around that energy. And oh, then, yeah. And then before you know it, you know, Fall in Reverse playing arenas, Bring Me's yep. playing arenas, Beartooth. It's dope, and you, man. And you see the, the growth and I feel happy because oh, yeah. when I see another success story and you know what those guys are up against, yep. you know the, the personal demons we all have to fight against because most of us come up with a big bag of issues yeah. that we have to work through. Oh, yeah. And, and that's also why I like having these conversations because um, we don't, Back in the day, it wasn't really like you could talk about how you feel. Yeah, it wasn't this was shit you know, wasn't normal. When I we were was younger. even like, "Fuck that! Stop complaining." Yeah, you know I mean? totally. And then I started to realize it's not actually complaining; you're actually just making sense of it. Yeah. So that you can be a healthier person. Yeah. And isn't it a good thing to put good things into the world? Oh yeah. And and especially, I think we live in a world where we we think there's more bad than good because of what we see on social media yeah. and the news, but that's just programming. Yes. We're programming things that get people to click and watch. Yeah. I think there's more good. Absolutely. Dude, there's so much great in this world, man. It's like, you just got to get out there and go see it. Go, go get, get it. Get outside your door, walk outside your front door and yeah. go see it. Insert yourself into environments that you're not necessarily comfortable with all the time, but it's like, all right, let me go see what the world is outside of my thought bubble or not even your thought bubble, like the program, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just nailed it with that. I mean, that's, that's some real shit. It's just programming. I've spent a lot of, a lot of my time over the last few years deprogramming, honestly. Yeah. Like it feels like I'm, that's my process essentially is uh, there's a snap case record called progressions through unlearning. Yeah. And that title in itself is so true in my life. It's like these things, these habits that I gained, and some of them good, a lot of them bad. It's like, how do I progress? Well, I gotta, I gotta carve that out. I gotta etch that out. I gotta ditch that. I gotta dice that up. I gotta keep this part cool. You know what I mean? And I think that that process is, uh, it's something that, that's that's the reason why I'm still here doing this is because I got, I have the desire to do, to evolve, to change, to thrive, to inspire, to be inspired all those things, you know, and, uh, I, I'm not done living, you know, I think for a while I kind of got a little complacent for a minute. I yeah. felt creatively and I had to shake things up with the band and, uh, I'm grateful we did. Burnout is a real thing too. Oh, absolutely. You know, what's trippy though, man, is cause it's like, I've physically have been burnt out from tour, but creatively it's like, there's this thing in me that I, I know when I get into the studio with my boys, it's about to fucking go off. Yeah. I'm excited about that experience um, where I stand right now. Yeah. Because I know creative burnout. 
I know physical burnout. I know emotional burnout. I know spiritual bottom, dude. I know all that, right? And it's like to be in a space where it's like, all right, I'm shutting the door on that, but I'm inspired to move on. That's that's a fucking exciting. That's a that's a cool place to be. You know, we're about to uh, beginning of next month. We're gonna come down. We're gonna do like a week's worth worth of writing with the band. Sick. And so we're gonna start doing like little time capsules. All right, we should get together for a week, right? See what happens. Get together for a week, right? See what happens. And uh, I don't know, man. I just got. I got a lot of things still to say, I think, as an artist. And especially right now, we have a current single that we're working right now. We just dropped this track, uh, Leave a Light On. Yep. And uh, I was so passionate about this track. It almost got overlooked on the record as far as re being released as a single. And uh, we went on the Shinedown tour and we started playing it and people were just feeling it. And I'm like, all right. Is that connected to suicide prevention? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I so, was going to ask you about that. Yeah, man. So we started uh, we started working with the AFSP. Yep. And uh, right now, suicide attempts are at an all time high. Crazy. It's it's horrific. As we speak about all these great things happening, and the you know there are so many great things, right? But there's so many people struggling too, and uh, it feels like a dark time. And so when I say the, the, even the programming of it all is it, it can, it can get us all down. So it, when you say that to me, as sad as it is, I'm not surprised yeah. because there's so much darkness being shown oh, yeah. across all mediums, Absolutely. just like how bad the world is. Yep. Um, it's crazy to hear that. But then when I think about it, I'm like, it actually, it makes sense. I mean, really what it is though, man, is it's like, it's, it's, it's a hand reaching into the dark and grabbing onto somebody that's willing to fight for themselves, you know? And that's, I was just telling the crowds every night, I said, Hey, we all stand here as a testament of people willing to get up and fight the good fight, fight for ourselves, fight for the people around us that we love, you know? And, and that's what this is about. And that's what the AFSP does. You know? yep. They're just like picking up that phone going, Hey, let's, let's, let's talk through this. Let's, let's work this out. And a lot of people don't necessarily know that there's help out there, yeah. you know? And it's like, sometimes we just got to get our bell rung and go, Hey, yo, there's some help. We've gotten some, in, some DMS from people where it's like, I mean, there was one DM where he, this dude was like, I was going to take my life tonight. After, like I was coming to the see this show. This was my last concert and I was going to go home and take my life. And I did, I, I, I did not, and I will not, and I'm going to get help. Thank you. And it's like, just that one DM, right? Worth it's the like, whole thing. I look at that and go, I never really realized that, I guess the, the, the real true power of music until you hear stories like that, where people are like, yo, this, is, you, this music saved me. And I, I don't know if you had this experience, not that I would slough it off as passe, like, oh, thanks. Not, oh, thanks, but like, right on, man, that's cool. But then when I really get down to it and think about it, I'm like, holy fuck, like are they really meant actually say they really meant save my life. Yeah. What right. <laughs> don't take that lightly, Kobe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Well, I don't think it's taking I, I don't think you were taking it lightly. I think that there's a humility you have. Right. That you take a compliment in stride. Yeah. You know, I, I do that. Where you yeah, where you go, correct. oh thanks, you know, but you're not actually feeling or owning like the the depth of 
uh, or the gravity of of what your song meant to someone because you guys have a bunch of songs yeah that um <laughs> i need help yeah help me yeah I help need me help help me yeah. and you're just sharing your own experience yeah. but this is the power of it right yeah is you're a success story so if True. I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm someone in some place, this moment in my life, if I'm some, someone in a place where I have no one, no one in the world is making me feel valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any companionship and I haven't discovered my talent yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and I don't feel like I have any potential, right? And maybe I've even started to make choices in line with that. So I've made the whole bigger for myself. Yeah. Right. And there's no grace around me. Right. And then I see someone that said, man, I, I wrote the song because I felt like a worthless piece of shit. And I felt like I didn't know what to do. And I, 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 I wanted life to be over. And this was I, I kind of just fought for it in this song. I wrote these lyrics or I felt this way. And um, and you share like an honesty about because it's also hard when we get into interviews and it feels like the person interviewing us has a knife behind their back. They're holding yeah, a knife. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just yeah. waiting for us to say something embarrassing. Yeah. So then that will be the headline. Yeah. And then it'll follow us around oh, for the yeah. rest of our career. <laughs> I've so experienced that. It can be hard to share. Yeah. And be vulnerable. Yeah. But when we bu- when we buck against that and we do get to share, and then there's someone out there that we don't even know. We've never met them. We don't even know they're listening. And they hold on to that and they listen to the song. And then they come to the show. And then they leave the show feeling better. And the next day they get up and they're for, for that one day, they're looking for the, the positive in life. So we do get what we look for in life. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Right. We get, if Man, we, yeah. if we go through the forest looking for bears, we'll find them. Yep. If we go looking for berries. We'll find them. Isn't that trippy? Yeah. Like it's like, like look for red cars. We'll see red cars. Yep. Right. So the, the symbol of your band becomes a positive thing. And then every time they put that record on, it's yep. a vibration they get on. Yeah, they're strengthening. They start to head in a positive direction. You don't think about that when they say, hey, your band saved me. You're just like, yeah. oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Because I'm still working on my own self-esteem. Yeah. So I can't even take that in. I, I can't even take it in when someone says like, oh, that, uh, you know, good Charlotte, it, it saved my life. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And I go, ah, they, we didn't save their life. They, they saved their own life. Now that's true. They did yeah. have to make the decision to get up, but the music was the symbol to them. Yep. It's the bat symbol, right? It stands for something. It stands for something bigger yep. and aspirational. Like you, like I was just like you and I, and I fought and I worked and I kept showing up and I kept getting back up and I figured it out enough. And then now at this age, I can kind of articulate it a little better. And I can say like, oh no, I was someone you would have bet against mm-hmm. when I was 16 and I started Good Charlotte. You would have said no chance in hell. Look at where they're from. Look at, look at yeah. those, those poor kids. They have no shot in this world. Yeah. And, and then when we made it, you would have still bet against us. You said, this yeah, industry is going to eat them alive. Yeah, right. Or they don't have the talent. And it might have all been true. But we kept fighting, yep. fighting, and now here we are as you know fathers, and we don't have it all figured out. But like we can get up every day and at least show up, absolutely, and keep man. trying. That's where it's at. And then you have these people that love you back, and they get older and they get older. Like the kids, it's so funny because they're little and they just love you. They don't ask you to change. No, nope. they don't ask you to be someone different. They literally just love you. Yep. 
and then pretty they, awesome it's pretty sick it's the best shit ever i always say yeah. that like like the biggest lesson one of the biggest lessons my kids taught me was they are the only people that never asked me to change or be someone different and we walk around and we want everyone yeah. to be different you don't believe the same thing as me or you don't or you yep and like think about the kids they never ask us to be different yep they just show up and they're like they're like i yeah, love you dad I love you. you're awesome dad I'm and like, then they get older and they and they and they still do that yep but we've made it far enough to go to these 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 kids out here or it's usually young people um that are struggling with like making sense of life uh to go no nah, dude i know it right now feels like the darkest moment and no yep. one cares but someone does care and we do that's yep. why we make music mm -hmm. um it's not the money i mean it's fun to be on stage but even if you didn't have that you'd still write these songs because oh, you're yeah. you, you're bleeding it out absolutely man it's it's just for me it's a way to just make sense of the of the madness yeah you know and i think all of us everybody out there's trying to find a way to like untangle the fucking ball of yarn that they got yeah right? and i'm just yeah i'm just great stoked i got music to be able to do that with because I, I think about my life like if i didn't have this yeah how would i how would i be doing that right? it would be tough uh, maybe sport of some way or i don't know slam poetry fuck i don't know yeah. that's still kind of music uh, i don't know Thank no, God I got a band, dude. We are, you wouldn't want to be, see me do slam poetry. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and, and the people we share it with that need it the most mm -hmm. are the are what make the music matter the most. And I and I feel like I've I kind of I started saying this a while ago because it it like really like like clicked in my brain like ten or eleven years ago when someone said that to me. Oh man, your music changed my life, right? Something like that. One of those. And I and it clicked one day when I was like, "Oh man, thank you for making the music matter." Yeah, didn't matter before you showed up, you know. Right. And because of that, you you made me matter because I didn't feel like I mattered. Now I realize I feel like I matter for a different reason now to my family and to my community and people I love. Um, but it was the music that got me here. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. What was that what was that music when you were younger? What was that band to you? Rancid. All right, there we go. They made me feel like they were badass. They're still badass. And they made me yeah. feel like I could do anything. The way they dressed, the way the way they carried themselves. I just felt like powerful. Fuck yeah. You know, when you're a kid and you're you know, me and Benja I remember feeling like always I just felt like in danger. I always felt like like I couldn't protect myself. Right. I was little and I, right. I didn't have a lot of strength. I wasn't like a yep. big guy. And, um, and our dad was gone and it was, it was a rough time. And I remember listening to Rancid just feeling like, like no one can fuck with me. And I remember that was the, one of the biggest fears I had was I went out into the world and, and in any different scenario. And I always felt like anyone could fuck with me. Right. And it was a tough place and it was yep. kind of like people. So Rancid was one. Uh, a lot of rap. I listened to a lot of rap. Okay, cool. Lo All right. Lo loved um, Cash Money and No Limit. Okay. And um, I liked Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, I fuck with Bone Thugs and Harmony back in the day, yeah, dude. I liked Easy E. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I loved Tupac. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of rap um, and lots of of, uh, of punk. And then a lot of radio. Like we we started on the radio, so like a lot of rock. Yep. So like I loved Allison Chains. Mm -hmm. Loved you guys. Thank you. Man, when, w 
when your first single came out and it was everywhere on rock radio, yep. like on alternative radio, and it, and it went to the moon. But yeah, that thing was. But cool. for the kids that were listening to the alt rock stations, yep. you know, it was like Green Day and all this alternative um, and and uh, that '90s. It, think about this: there'll never be another time like the '90s when that rock there was it was it was such good rock and roll or rock music. Yes. And you guys were there for it. Oh, it was a good time, man. Um, it was a good time. There was a lot of doors you guys opened bringing that heavier, angrier. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> rock to, to the masses that a yeah, lot of bands. We were on TRL. You're on TRL. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, what? And what a lot of bands get to exist in spaces because of, all the bands from the 90s yeah man 90s was a that was a great time i remember going seeing like rage against the machine it was dude i saw a rage against the machine at the 930 club what yeah oh that would have blew my mind oh sick 930 club is just that's an iconic spot do you remember you the know? hf festival yes yes so that was our hometown yep so they always had all the bands play the hf festival it was like yep. the biggest festival of the yeah, year that for rock alice in chains did they do it at RFK Stadium? Yeah, one RFK year? Stadium. It yeah. was always like seventy thousand. Yeah, plus dude, people. we played that one. We played one of those. Yeah, yeah. I saw you guys there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a story about that show. So, it was at the time it was on our album "Getting Away with Murder," and it was uh, we were trying to figure out whether we were going to release "Scars" or "Getting Away with Murder" as the first single. Right. And I just was apprehensive about Scars. I'm like, man, I don't know. It's like, I just feel like it's not the first single. I want to come up with something a little more bombastic. Yeah. So I was like talking to Brenda Romano and Gary Spivak. Those were our two record label reps there. They work for the radio uh, department at the label. And I was like, hey, I'm all, I guarantee, I fucking guarantee you, I'm going to get this crowd to sing along with Getting Away with Murder, dude. Just watch this shit. I, that's, if I get these motherfuckers singing to Getting Away with Murder, singing along by the end of the song, dude, it's gotta be the single. Come on. You know, I'm like, just my please, right, to the to the label. And we get up there and RFK, right? Never played the song live before. It's never been heard before on Pack the radio. Stadium. Sing that song. At last audience, I'll give it to the crowd. And they're like, getting away with murder. And I'm just like, I look back, I'm like, it could be the single, right? <laughs> it was the single. That's dope. Yeah, I was at at RFK. I was there. Yeah, that's was fuck, that's cool. Probably singing along. Let's go, dude. Yeah, because those shows were wild. Oh, dude, in Mosfets, they were. It wasn't like not to say the festivals now don't have mosh pits because yeah. the heavy rock festivals do. But like now, it's like a festival culture where it's more like a Coachella or a Lollapalooza, yep. where like it's a broader audience that's coming that and they kind of listen to everything. Yeah, but that festival was like let's fucking rock. We love punk. We rock, love rock. We love metal. And 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 at yep. that time in the '90s, music was a lot more classified. Oh yeah. So you listen to this kind and you go to these shows. Yep. And and um. It was quite a time, and that those shows were wild, and I and and that, those were some of the shows that made us want to be in a band, and that was it. That was the time. Deftones for me, man. I was going to see Deftones at Cattle Club, amazing. Uh, you know, small small club here in Sacramento, or not here in Sacramento, but back home in Sacramento. And I just remember seeing those dudes on stage, Chino and the boys. Just oh my going god, for it! And I'm just like, this is what I want. I want to do this. Like, this is this is it. I, oh. I see it. Goats. Totally. I think Chino might come on the oh, really? this show. Yeah. Dope. He's cool. He's yeah. a good dude. I've never really gotten to hang out with him. I haven't gotten to. I, He's a real one. I met him once or twice, but I never, never gotten to hang out with him. And um, I'm a huge 
Deftones fan, obviously, like that that uh that new one he dropped with for crosses. Sick. Oh. Invisible hand, I think. Invisible yeah. hands or something. It's dope, dude. Sick. I heard that. I was like, all right. I texted him instantly. I'm all nailed it with this one, bro. Like, score. He's one of the goats. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's an OG. He's, uh uh I I'd make an argument uh that you guys, Deftones, when I think about bands that I would go to today and see. Right. In the 90s, it was just wild and fun. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit, I've never seen this before. Yep. And then you go through this time in the, you know, the mid-2000s where like EDM really popped off and mm -hmm. streaming started. And, and it was almost like everyone was like, rock is dead. Yeah, people and were I never, spouting that off. Yeah, and I never thought it was. But I didn't know what would become of it. Yeah. And then it, it's it's not that it's come back around because the bands were still touring and the shows were still good. Yeah. It was just the mainstream consciousness of yep. like what we're consuming as a mass group of people. It was like they'd forgotten that the best, you know, the best live shows are yeah. a great rock show. There's really hard to to replicate that. It's a wild There's thing. Energy it's a wildfire. It. It's a it's a feel, man. And I've Papa Roach, Deftones, uh, Incubus. Um, I saw Limp Bizkit, uh, I want to say like two years ago, and it was, I've seen Limp Bizkit before. It was the best Limp Bizkit show I've yeah, ever seen. They and I was like, how are you doing this? They're ripping it right now. Yeah, they're, they're really ripping it. And it's dope. It's like, oh, these bands get better over time, and, they're, and you're all still young. Yep. So it's not like the, I, I love the Rolling Stones, but everyone's yeah. like, I'm more amazed that the Rolling Stones are still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the show's great. Yep. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, but that energy is like, it's 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 prime time right now oh, yeah. for people to go and experience like a Papa Roach show. I'll tell you this. Um, we've experienced our biggest, most successful touring over the last two years. I know that. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm blown away. This last European tour, we played... Uh, uh, this festival called Hellfest. Yep. And it was, I got to tell you, man, one of my favorite live experience, live performances I've ever had in my life. Like I walked off that stage and I was like, whatever that was, holy fuck, I want more of that. What, you know, and like, it's trippy because uh, the live performance, it just went, it was like, went viral. It started, people were sharing it. And it was like, in a week, it got almost a million views have a live show yep. and we're like all right that's dope so yo go check that shit out pop roach hellfest is dope i have a theory it's a good one i have a theory tell me so if i put two cars in front of you yep a brand new mercedes s550 cut right fast car beautiful car really nice expensive or a 66 chevelle in perfect condition fuck a chevelle bro Right, modified in some ways, but yeah. kept in perfect condition. Mm -hmm. So I have this theory because I <laughs> yep. say it about Good Charlotte all the time. It's this: we've kept the car in mint condition, yeah, and we've put some, mo we've modified it a little bit, but it's still the same car. And I think that's where we're at. I think yeah. people see the Chevelle, yep, and they go, "God damn, that's a pretty car." Yeah, I gotta go get on. That's that. What's dope. That? It sounds loud. It yeah. sounds mean. Yep. And so even people that may may not like be lifelong Good Charlotte fans, yep, 
when they're at the Good Charlotte show, they are enjoying the well, ride. They're gonna turn up. Yeah, they're gonna turn up because they know it's good. And I think that's the that that's the pop that's Papa Roach. That's Limp Biscuit. That's the Deftones. That they're the cars that are coming out of the garage yeah, every now son. and then. So 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 when you it. when you go on the drive, however long the drive is, everybody yep. stops and looks and asks you a question about yeah. it. Oh, that's a cool car. Where'd you get it? How long have you had it? Like that's the cool. That to me is like rock bands that that have legacy yeah is, i like that analogy a lot you know man. what i mean i think you nailed it with that one dude for real i'm like yeah. i'm gonna run with that one yeah you keep mind. you keep that one that's a good one dude it's a, I'm it's like, a good one my man because you guys have kept the car intact yeah. you you when you take the car out it sounds mean yep it drives better than it ever has because i because and the shows are bigger than they've ever been yeah we might have done shitty restoration on it a few years ago but we fixed that we, we fixed got that it. bondo we got it out of there yeah. you know what i'm saying we good exactly new <laughs> totally. you know, it, so i i really yeah. feel that way about about these bands and then the new bands i don't even call i'm not saying they're a mercedes um they're like some new shit yeah, yeah. like some really Will cool they last yeah who knows? Uh, and 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 we could argue like a bunch of them have proven themselves. I'd say like Falling in Reverse, Bring Me the Horizon, yep. Architects. Yep. They've all proven themselves. They're here. Yep. They, they're building legacies of their own. Yep. Um, what's the new new? What's like, the new new? Yeah. Though? What's the, the new question. new? Who? What you got? What Bad you Omens. Oh, I fuck with that. Yeah. Bad Omens is uh, the I like shit. Them. I like. Them I a love lot. Bad Omens. I mean, they're yeah. not new, new because they have a bunch of records. Yes, but to the awareness of like the mainstream of of like say like the bigger audience, mm -hmm. um, they've been building their thing for a long time. Uh, but live, they are badass. Yeah. I like what they've done. They Man, got something good going. I love it. Yeah, I listened to that record, fucking so many times. I remember this. I remember uh, we did a show in Mexico together, and uh, I think it was like we finished up making a record. Uh, it's called "Who Do You Trust." And there was a song, and I was like, I want to play you this song. I'm like, dude, check this track out. I'm oh, yeah. All. It was called uh, uh, Feel Like Home, and it's like very major, upbeat, yeah. major key. Feel good. Feels yeah. good. And I played the song, and I was like, you're like, that's ah, fucking cool, man. I was like, let me hear some of your shit. And you played me a couple of years. I'm like, I'm like how did we just like trade places? Like, your shit's heavier than our shit. Our last and, shit was kind of heavy. Yeah, it was like you made a fucking heavy ass record, and then we yeah. went and made like a major key, like yeah, pop rock fucking record. And it's it's trippy how the these journeys that we go on creatively, like yeah, and what you find out really works for you, and then what you find out, all right, that was cool, it was a good exercise, but that wasn't the thing. And I think that you know any band with a career has those moments, right? Yeah. And it's, it was just, I just trip out about that conversation. Well, do we just, I was places, so man? excited to play yeah. you the heavier <laughs> stuff because we, I, I love heavy music. I wouldn't say that. Um, I would say live, we've gotten to add a lot of heaviness in spot in spots for our, yeah. our live show, but our records weren't as heavy. Yeah. And I think generation RX, which is the record I played you, yep. um, was a moment for me only because, you know, one, I, I was in a spot where I was feeling very, I had lost a ton of friends to uh, addiction. Yeah, Lots of people went down to pills yep. and, and to opioids. And, um, and uh, it's funny now, cause we watch these documentaries about the opioid crisis. It was just planned. And They're you don't like, even realize like you were living through it. Yeah. And so you saw it happening. Yes. And you didn't know that's what it was when yeah. it was happening. And then you go tour and you just see like the residual effects on humanity. And it's like, man, whoa and the lives it's ruined and Ugh, that God. was that record was all around um 
around like coming to terms with that in my head of like what I just witnessed for 15, 16 years. And then watching this new generation of artists that, you know, we lost Lil Peep. Yep. uh, You know, we we lost Juice World. We lost all these brilliant artists. Mm -hmm. And it felt like it was just cycling up. Like it was just starting over because they're all so young. And I have lost like a couple really close friends. And um, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. You know, I mean, I mean that that's life. Yeah. And we make sense of it with music. And so Generation RX for me was coming to terms with the actualization of like watching, like I just watched this for 18 years happen right in front of my eyes. And then I just watched that documentary and then that series of- um, Dope Sick. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it with my wife and we were just kind of, I was just telling her, I was like, it's crazy. Like when this was all happening and I had family, like family members and lots of people around me that fell victim to that. Yeah. And at the time you didn't even know. No, you're just like, all right, you didn't know you're living in a crisis. Yeah. Or, or like you thought, oh, they, they should be able to stop that. And you realize like there were, it it wasn't designed for people to be able to stop. Never. I feel like, like that, that grace is, yeah. is a real thing. Like it's, grace it's, is a real thing, brother. Yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, over the last, I'd say five years, five to six years, I've really been able to embrace the where I am and be comfortable with, because I've always just had this like, I got to keep driving, keep getting it, keep pushing, keep pressing, keep working, keep getting out there. And I think uh, once I learned how to say no, and say, no, nah, right I'm not stuff. gonna do that to her. No, nah, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do that either. That's when like I understood my true value. And that's when mm. I understood like that that's when I could see the true success and the the legacy that we have built as a band. And it took me a long time to get to that place. And I'm just I'm stoked that I can look back now and and be appreciative and and know that like I've done something good. I've done something. Yeah, you guys are badass. It's appreciated, you know? It's not easy. We are. Fuck, shit. You're badass, dude. It's not easy to be you, (laughs) to have that career, to keep keep the career. Yeah. And to keep the family. Yeah. Right? And to keep the health. Yeah, man. Right? Like, to be alive. It's (laughs) balancing all those things, I think, is the, the, I think the wisdom I've picked up through the years has been able, has been the thing that's, given me the ability to suffice that you know because I, I, early on i couldn't handle all these responsibilities but now i'm good it's nice to watch yeah <laughs> it was like i'm in a kitchen with six burning pans yeah and, a bunch and i'm of like knives. fuck dude shit's yeah. on fire Let's grab ah! the knife yeah uh it's nice to watch because that's where that's how it feels as a fan watching yeah. and watching and just following the band following you um what i get to see the the, the the glimpses i get to see as a fan it's nice to watch because we all need to see it. We all need to see it's possible. Absolutely. And you wear it with a lot of honesty. Yeah, you got to stay hopeful, brothers. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. stay hopeful. I think that's like, don't lose hope. I think that's the message that I'm, I'm trying to get out there. It's, I feel if, it. If you distill it down to the simplest thing, it's like, just stay hopeful. Yeah. Please. Keep getting up. Yeah. And that's what I, what I always like feel to people listening to these conversations they need to get a message out of it. They yeah. need to. They need to. They need to understand. Like we weren't the most likely. We weren't the likely bet. 
life didn't hand us yeah. a, a bunch of stuff. And then if you were betting on horses, you'd be like, oh yeah, the one with the injured leg. He's yeah, yeah, the one great. that's limping. We're gonna take that one. Yeah, no, you'd say, <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna bet on that. That 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 Mustang over there, yeah, that yeah, stallion yeah. over there. That's the fastest horse. Yeah. And so when you see people that have beaten the odds, mm -hmm. the statistics, yep. and then they've also found a way to live a real life, right? And um, and then actually share about it, yeah. which is like even you know is a is an art form in itself. Like there's a real comfort zone you got to be in to share with people like what you've been through and yeah. how you dealt with it. I, sometimes I have an, a tendency to just overshare, and sometimes I'm yeah. like, hold on, really didn't cope. No, you're another circle. song, <laughs> you know. But like that actually helps yeah. people. That guy that decided to stay, yeah, go to the show, yep. And live to see another day. Yeah. Who's to say that that isn't the most important thing you've ever done in your career? We don't know what he's going to do with his life because the human potential yeah. is limitless. Yep. And the person that he might help might cure cancer. Yes. Right? Pow. Right? Think about that. Like yep. the, the possibilities are yeah. endless of what, what good can come from the, 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 tran the transcendent part of what we do is, a, is like wrapped up in something else. And there lies the beauty of human humanity right there is that ability to like take some bad shit and make it good. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, I think that's just an important adage to, to adhere to. It gives me the opportunity to live a purpose-driven life, you know, cause it's awesome. like, if I get out there and I'm just floundering, it's like, ain't nothing good coming from it, you know? So I'm just trying to be purpose-driven. And that to me is like the most important message is the one that other people can try to replicate and follow and because the cynics will say like ah whatever it's just music or yeah your band whatever and you're like no that's not you're not actually the audience i'm speaking yeah. to it's like, i'm actually looking for the person who needs the message yeah and i'm hoping that they'll go after their potential oh, yeah. and maybe they'll end up writing a book that'll that'll continue we have to hand it back the people behind us oh, yeah. that haven't made it out of the mud Pass yet passing the torch homie. right passing like they the haven't torch. made it out of the shit yet yep they're still in the shit and so real ones know that i feel like anyone who's ever yeah. been in some shit shares because yep. they're like i want you to make it out too because yes. i know what that feels like yep and i wouldn't wish it on anyone yeah man lately like another and you know talking about coming up watching this cat uh, jelly roll i love jelly roll and just oh what God. he's bringing to the table and the spirit and the heart and he's badass I, I love what he's doing and it's like he's another one of those stories of people right that like you wouldn't have bet on could have caught him as a hopeless case but nah man there was a heart in there there was a fire in there that just kept pressing and pushing and pushing and uh that's an inspire it's an inspiring story i see that unfold in front of me and it's like you hope oh, that's what's up dude i love it man but that's because I celebrate it. But that's because you're a real one. Yeah. And he's a real one. Yeah. And real ones, you're not wishing it on anyone yeah. to, to suffer. Yeah. Because you suffered enough. Yeah. Nobody and, and so a lot of times when people get to the, to the throne or to the podium, yep. they start chopping heads off. Yeah. Instead yeah, of sharing. Yeah. Instead of turning back and going, you can do it too. Yep. That's why we love a good winner. Yeah. We like a good winner. Absolutely. Because then he, he inspires us to try again. Yep. And so like we root for the good winner, no matter how many times he wins. Totally. And the bad winners get up there and they and they they chop heads off yeah, and they, that. right, yeah, like, and yeah. I don't know what they're going through, but like a Jelly Roll is one of those guys. He's a good winner. Yep. Uh, he, he's not, he's, he doesn't have his list of 
of grievances that when he gets on the podium, he's going to start yeah, going yeah, yeah. after everyone who ever wronged him along the way. He doesn't remember them. He remembers yeah. the guy who let, like put his hand out and yeah. said, I'll help you through this one spot. Or he remembers his wife yep. helping him through a spot. You hear these stories and you're like, you relate to them and you go, oh yeah, I love my wife too. She helped me too. Yep. So he's promoting all kinds of things he doesn't even know he's promoting. Yeah. He's promoting marriage. He's a, a good yeah. relationships. He's promoting forgiveness. Yep. He's promoting uh, redemption. He's promoting all this good shit. Yep. And he's making the world a better place. Absolutely. And I would bet he doesn't even know the depth. He's just doing jelly. He's just you doing You know what I'm saying? I love and him, I've never, I, I don't even know him. Oh, dude. I'm just a big fan. He's cool as fuck. I'm when trying you meet to get him, him to come cool here. As fuck, dude. He yeah. would be great. He'd be a great guest. I bet. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a hoot, man. He's like, We've done some shows uh, in our day before his success and after his success. And he's just, his band right now he's got is just ripping too, man. I saw him live and they're all great players. I know Jack. Yep. Guitar player, right? Badass. He ripped, dude rips. He rips. He's great with that, with uh, Jelly's band. He crushing it, man. Yeah, I'm he like, rips. Nice work, dude. Yeah, yeah. Does he tour with uh, uh, Sleeping? He was in Sleeping With Sirens. Now he's full-time so Jelly he's not Roll. With yeah. Okay, got he, it. He's doing that full-time. I yeah, mean, dude, Sleeping With Sirens made some heavy-ass music, too. Sleeping With Sirens is badass. Dude, they fucking... I was like, no pun intended, I kind of slept on them a little bit early on. Well, that's you know that's what you do on new bands. Yeah, and you then I was like, go, we'll hold see. on, what was I missing? Oh, fuck, these dudes rip. Yeah, yeah Kellen is an incredible singer. Oh, yeah, uh, a, absolutely. A, a very deep person, has a lot to share, right? I don't Been know through. him very well. I just seen him in passing a few times, but always they're the real, they're, dude, they're the real deal, dude. They're they're making the they're they're sharing their their like they're that band, like they're they're bleeding their hearts out on the records. Nick's a badass, you mm. know. Justin, the bass players, they're a great band. Our, uh, here's another uh, totally random question, sideways. Is all time low from the same area that you guys are yeah, from? Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. I was just out in uh, Florida and I was in a hotel lobby and came downstairs. I saw them, I was like, fuck, dude, what's up with y'all? What you doing out here? They're like, oh, we doing shows. And they had just done a show a couple nights before in Maryland. And it was yep. like, I remember reading on the news, it got busted up by some kind of like lightning storm or some shit. And yeah, yeah. Maryland boys. Good, du good dudes. Great band. Great. Really? Another, another one of those bands that like has survived that test of time and gotten better and had more success. Dude, the real deal. They, were, they worked their asses yeah. off. Great band. Yeah. Nicest guys. Good Maryland guys through and through. Got it. We've known each other a long time. Um, yeah, I like those guys. They're yeah. good people. Badass, badass band. They've, they've, like, they've had to work really hard to yeah. like. To that's the thing is like, when you see a new band, you always kind of when you get older, you kind of go like, all right, we'll see. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll see what a few. We'll see what you're made of. Yep. Because quitting is a thing. You see people quit or yeah, or change directions or do this, and yeah. then you see the bands like All Time Low. They just stick with it. Yep. Keep doing their thing. Build, build, build. And now, I mean, they are a huge touring band. Great songs, uh, and just like. Good Maryland guys, nice guys. Yeah, good dudes. I got um, nothing but good. Other other guys from guys. Maryland, uh, you know Turnstile. Yeah, they're from Maryland. Fuck with that band. Badass. They're, they're so I saw them like we did a I saw them at Coachella a few years ago, and uh, I got up and did something with Emo Night. Yeah, ended up there, and I was like, I gotta go see this band live. So I roll up and I'm just hanging out in the crowd, and and I see the 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 band is are like rolling their cabs on stage, and I'm like. This is like the old days. Yeah. Like I'm watching this band set up their equipment before they're about to, this is dope. And cool. they had 
they continued to just annihilate the audience and it was yeah every once in a while you get one of those bands that come around and remind people that rock music is the fucking best yeah period like you they can, did it for me again i was like oh god these guys are sick yeah you can still start a band in your garage yeah and you can still do that yep and they fucking rip live so solid man they're fucking they're the, they're the real deal jacoby thanks for coming man absolutely thanks i for can't wait me, to see what uh papa roach does next i'm excited to hear these songs in the, this next record oh it's, it's gonna and be congrats good. on on all the success dude i mean i appreciate it bigger and better than ever shit's going really well but I'm excited for what what's next. Absolutely, and Thank I'm sure so we'll much. we'll on the next cycle we'll we'll likely probably be back out there do some shows. Together. Do some shows, bro. Come yeah. on, come at on. At least see you at a festival. <laughs> thanks, oh, yeah. bro. thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Artist Friendly. We appreciate your support. If you or someone you know are struggling, help is available. Dial nine eight eight for the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or text Talk to seven four one seven four one. Bad times I don't